they're literally about to do they're literally about to do both running backs on the field at the same time. I I I'm, I'm yeah. with Ethan on this one. Listen, if mm. you don't think that Aaron Jones is going to blow I don't think without Devontae so. Adams, we know you're drunk. You think. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, I may be drunk, but I don't think so. And you can put on the record. Okay. Well, all right. here we go. Okay, all right, hold on, hold on. I'm re- can we make this a bet? So Okay. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no go no ahead, bets. Josh. We're going to no bet. Okay. We're going to bet. Right. We're gambling, over, man. We're right. not at SAGU anymore. Okay, over, under, 55% that Aaron Jones is a top 10 back. Because I'm going over. Yeah, I think I'm going to go over too. That he's a top 10 running back. I don't think he is. Honestly, my okay. prediction Ryan's for running backs this year are going to be ridiculous. Yeah. I think we're going to have 20 running backs with over 250 points. I, I'm I'm leaning. I I think back. that's I think that's true. I think that's true. But as far as Aaron Jones, Ryan, you're taking us out to dinner at the end of the year. <laughs> yep. Um, we're all okay. in agreement. All right, here we go. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. And and what happens if you guys lose? Hello and welcome back to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. My name's Ethan, uh, joined today by Ryan, Josh, and a very special guest, the last place member of the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast, Alex Hell. Welcome, uh, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, toilet Bowl toilet winner bowl of 2021. Yes. Yes. Surprisingly, Ryan couldn't outthrow him, which is saying something. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alex, we love you here. We love yes. you here. Welcome to the show. I think this is your first official visit on the show. So welcome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Good to be on the show and with you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And uh we really appreciate Josh, it. What are we what are we here to talk about today? It is Statathon episode two. We are talking about the running backs of the NFL last season. Yeah, and yep. some predictions yeah, for this next season. So yeah, that's that's the good thing to mention. All of these numbers are coming from 2021. We did a lot of behind the scenes research and kind of put this all together. That are we going to show the? Are we going to show the spreadsheet? Oh, uh, we, we going to keep can. that private. Uh, we can if you like. Yeah, I, might as well. Yeah, we and might as well show how the running backs played. Can uh, can reference for some of his. Uh, for some of his points that he's going to make today. But yeah, this is part of the work that we have collaborated on, mainly Josh and Ryan, because they're amazing, and we love Josh and Ryan. But we're talking about running backs. Um, and Alex, you're our guest, so why don't, why don't you start us off with your first running back? All right. My uh, RB1 last year was Zeke, running back of the Cowboys. And even though he was still a 1,000-yard back and got me as a whole some quality points, I don't know if he, I would take him as an RB1 for the upcoming year, though. You wouldn't redraft him? I agree. I agree. I agree 100%. I wouldn't 100%. redraft him that high, no. Okay. Fair Tony, enough. And Tony Pollard. Even as a, uh, do what? Even as a diehard Cowboys fan. Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly, I that's a bold statement for like you, Alex. A, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Maybe it's like a like a later round, but I want to use a, a second rounder on him. I mean, a third round pick for RB5 would be ridiculous. Would be ridiculous value. Yeah. Do you, do you think, do you think we're at the end of Zeke? Well, no, 
I don't know because the I I think we're at the end of the Zeke we saw his rookie year. I don't think we'll see yeah, the okay. Zeke that uh, will always be competing for rushing titles anymore. I think Zeke's been banged up over the years, and I think that Tony Pollard, uh, the other running back on the Cowboys, is very dynamic as well. And I think that um, with Kellen Moore's great offensive mind, he might use them more in a 50-50 shot, kind of like what we saw with uh, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara on the Saints a few years ago. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Honestly, my, my I, I yeah. think Zeke has. I think Zeke has a resurgent year this year. I think Zeke's a thousand yard rusher. I think he'll have more touchdowns than ten, which is what he had last year. I think he'll have more receivings uh, or receiving yards and receptions. Um, but that's just me. I think with Amari gone, there's there's a hole, there's a work share that's opened up. There's a that's giant hole be, considering uh, yeah, yeah, we have yeah, no right. idea whether Gallup is going to be ready, and then you're going right. to have a rookie receiver in Jalen Tolbert. You have Dalton Schultz still, but I mean. To, I guess for me, why I'm very hesitant on Zeke is the the use of Tony Pollard. And he yeah, seems to be more of the slashing home run threat kind of back. And then what did we right. see with Zeke was a lot of pass pro. And then you're able to do a lot of things, but he's not going to be taking like a 30 to 50 yard house call anymore. Yeah. No, right. He doesn't yeah. have that in him anymore. So I don't know. I To me, I don't think he hits the five spot because. Really? Yes. Here's why. Because Derrick Henry would have beaten him. Um, I think okay. if like Dalvin Cook's a little healthier, he beats him. De- and we're expecting improvement from either Javante, DeAndre Swift, even Devin Singletary. Uh, actually, not Singletary. I-, I can't disrespect him that much. But you see Nick Chubb at RB11. You see an- uh, Antonio Gibson. And we're expecting a huge rise from Aaron Jones. I can see yeah. Zeke being out of the top 10. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Alex, where do you see your RB1 next season? Um, I can kind of see him outside the top 10 as well for, like, total points. I think he would be good, like, depending, like, on the matchup, obviously. Like, uh, like who the Cowboys are playing, like, which defense they play. Like, that's bad against the run or good against the run. But it would be interesting to see, like, which one I'm going to start next year because I have both them and Tony Pollard on the, the same team and – and a that great a move by you to absolutely rob Josh. Yeah, you kind of robbed me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good trade. Stupid Gus Edwards. <laughs> good job, Alex. Thank you. No, I, I can see that. I can see him outside of the top 10, but I don't know uh, if this is going to be in the intro to the show. But one thing I mentioned is I can see the top 20 running backs this next season in the NFL all having over 250 points. No, I mean, I'm in full agreement with that. Maybe even over 270. I I don't know if I'll say 270, but I can go with 250 because I think we're really about to have a running back resurgence. Yeah. And part part of that is just how the league has gone within the last few years, especially the 2010s. Like you started with very pass-happy offenses. Three wide receivers were the main thing. Tight ends were there as well, receiving tight ends for that matter. And then in 2018, what happened? New England went right back to a power run offense No, right. when they noticed yeah. that uh, you had a lot of defenses. Basically, like the I guess the first team to do this over example was Arizona. Arizona drafts Deion Buchanan in the first round from a safety to a linebacker position. 
New England realizing, hey, a lot of these defenses, they're bringing, they're having smaller players. Well, if we just go big on big with them, we're going to actually win more often than lose. And then yeah. that's when the resurgence of the run came back where all your Shanahan's, the Greg Romans, the yeah. uh, Kevin Stefanski, they all came to prominence. So yeah. they started grinding out in the run game. Exactly. Where, and, well, like, and they're asking them so. to do so much more now because it's not just yeah. running threats anymore now. Like, I mean, you can see even over here on the green part of our list, like they're receiving threats now and they're getting hundreds yes. of yards and interceptions. A lot, and a lot of that has out of play action, unless, unless like Austin Eckler, Najee, I think they could be in obvious passing situations, but right. a lot of it's also to? been in, um, in uh, play action. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. But I agree. I mean, I think that's a good, I think that's a good spot for him. Um, I, I think we should talk about maybe the number one guy really quickly, since no one's going to go too in much. Depth. In I depth. mean, what more needs to be said? He is yeah, the JT one. is the running back king. If he is not the one hundred one in in your redraft, I, uh, I don't know about that, Josh. I don't know about you. Okay, who is the who is the opposition? Who's the number one running back? Well, are you saying? Are you saying is Jonathan Taylor not the number one running back or not the number one pick? I don't think he's the number one pick. Is it Cooper Cup? No. The top two picks are JJ and uh, Jamar Chase, or you're on crack. Hmm. Really? Those are the top two picks, 100%. I, let, me, let me tell you why JT is in the top two. I don't agree with well, that. Hey, that's, that's totally fine. Let me tell you why. Let me, let me hmm. make my case, okay? The reason why JT is not in the top two picks. Now, he's the number one running back still, but he's not in the top two picks because of Frank Reich's usage of Neheim Hines this year. That is the only reason. Neheim Hines is going to come back. Naheem? Maybe not Naheem. I don't know. Naheem, whatever. Naheem, Hines. Yeah. Well, we're going to go. With. Hines is going to come in, and he's going to eat at some of JT's value this season. Maybe not as he much is. as Tony Pollard and Zeke. But he's going to eat value. He will okay. not score over four. Frank Wright even even came out and said draft Naeem Hines in yeah. fantasy football. He literally well, said. All that. right, so can I throw devil's advocate like here because I think Col the Colts are going to be in a lot more situations where they're going to have to run out the clock rather than uh, rather than like it's a close game. Just because I think the acquisition of Matt Ryan really does prove that. So, but that can I, also produce more passing downs and check downs to running backs, and that's going to go sure. to Hines and not JT. I can see that, but I, now, I think I'm just I'm just saying bold predictions, and it's supported by Frank Reich coming out and telling everyone, "Hey, this is what's going to happen." Now, if you yeah. want to sit here and say, "Okay, I don't believe you," I mean, go right ahead. Where, where do you see JT at next season, Alex? Where, where is he in your rankings? I would say he's definitely up there. But to your point, Naheem Hines or whatever you say his name, he's more of a – like the receiving back. And so I can definitely see like Matt Ryan doing like a bunch of check downs to him. I do think they'll eat up at his production a little bit. But unless, barring injury, Jonathan Taylor did have like a really good year last year. And I can see him kind of producing the yeah. same this year. Especially well, I, I feel like a trend that we see – well, and I also don't see him getting 18 touchdowns next year. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to be relying on him in the red zone as much. So, no. Oh, yeah. You know, they do okay. have Matt Ryan now. And, and so. here's my thing, too. 
with um with running backs a lot of the trends we've seen with them is usually the number one running back from the season or previous season has a major regression in the following season now i'm not saying that that's going to happen to him because he's incredibly talented and i love jt yeah well and last year last year it was last year it was derrick henry and he got injured exactly so who knows Exactly. And not, I mean, so, that's not to say so that Henry who, didn't average 31 points a game before getting injured. Yeah, yeah, no joke. Like, Jesus. Yeah, you were, look, if Derrick Henry played the entire year, you're winning the league. It's not even close. No matter, no matter. He scores if 500 have, points. No matter if oh, you he, have uh, Brian Hoyer at quarterback, you're winning the league. Now, he didn't look great in the playoffs, but I mean, I, I a lower leg injury. He, he nor Cam yeah. Akers. Uh, looked good and i think part of that is you're doing so much to get cleared but then there's a step between cleared and then football ready well i mean there's a difference between between resting and coming back like what we saw from dalvin cook when he was out those two weeks and then came back and just absolutely blew up because he just had so much more yeah you know energy and he was rested he was fully healthy so much energy that ryan forgot to start him Oh my gosh, Rod! You are never gonna survive that. <laughs> I'm never gonna live it down. You know, are never going to survive that. It was the difference between me getting first seed playoff and losing in the first round. Oh, Ryan! So I don't yeah. feel bad for you at all. You deserve all of the hate. Yeah, I know, I know. But I yeah, that's how what I we see for mistakes. JT. Honestly, I could see Eckler as RB one next year over JT. Hmm. I. I agree with that. Which I can I see mean, perfect Eckler, segment. but but yeah. also my second or my, well my first one that I have to talk about is Joe Mixon. Well, I, 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 I want to go. Wait, hold on. Let's go to Eckler. Let's go to yeah, Eckler. Let's go to I Eckler appreciate okay. the segment. Yeah, I want to hear okay. I okay. talk about go, Joe Mixon. Go ahead and go talk talk about Eckler. But let's let's fanboy over Eckler really quick, okay? So Eckler's my first running back. All right. I just acquired him in a trade from Josh's wife, and I am incredibly excited for what he's going to offer this season after all of the Chargers moves. Okay, so first of all, I talked about Josh Allen in the last episode, and with that, I talked about their offensive line being the 10th overall, all the upgrades they made on the offensive line, and how it's pretty much brand new on the right side. And I think that's going to increase his value because when you have a team that's a, a turnover threat and that has a great quarterback with a great offensive line, you can control the tempo of the game. Yes. And that's and more with important controlling than the anything. Tempo, yeah. With controlling the tempo, if you have a good workhorse running back that can take the carries and the targets. And I mean, last season he got 70 targets. I only, or 70 receptions, 94 targets. I only see that going up for him. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if you'll hit eight receiving touchdowns. But I no, think that's a I good think, ballpark. Well, I think that will stay stay the same, honestly. Yeah, I think, I, I think be it'll a, be somewhere I think around there, the six to eight range. But I could see more rushing touchdowns too with the improvements they made on the. I mean, I'm I'm line. just thinking about uh, it. what did what did what know, did but... L A do? Zion Johnson, Jamari Sawyer, they they beefed up the interior line. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I can. He only he only averaged four point four two yards a carry. Only had nine hundred and eleven carries. I can see that hitting a thousand next year. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Alex, what, what do you think? What's your What's your take on Eckler? All right now, I'm trying to pull up the Chargers' schedule to kind of see like 
which defense okay. they, they have, have the gauntlet because that's the yeah. issue. I, they, yeah, they I think they're play, top ten, and I think the best division right now in football. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah they the do. Raiders yeah. boosted up Not on defense. The uh, Broncos boosted up, and the Chiefs still are a solid team, but the Chiefs but, I mean, are good defensively. Even even yeah, last man. year, Eckler had Kansas City and Denver and Las Vegas's number. Right. Well, I mean, Den- Denver yeah. and I think Vegas are a brand new team. Well, and all and the then, all the additions that the Chargers have I had on even on even still, well, it's going to help him. Because, I mean, the Chargers are my number one team in the West. Yeah, because they're not well, going to have to play keep up, and they're not yeah. going to rely on her. And, and they really finally they're going to be handing it off. Yeah, they finally beefed up the middle of their D line. Thank goodness, because that was right. a travesty to watch last year. But that was the only knock on their yeah, defense. Well, like, but the it was defense in the NFL, and then you just let them run all over you. Yeah, they just didn't. They just didn't have away. the right people because they yeah. went from a Seattle scheme into the Brandon Staley scheme, right. and so it was just a mismatch of like I like players and ideology. But even on top of that, them being not able to control the tempo of the game because of that that uh, rush defense, they fixed that this year. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is where we talk about. Does Justin Herbert become QB two or anything like that? I mean, if he's still going to sling it, I Austin Eckler's part of the passing game. Like I totally yeah. see him staying and staying in this top five range. Yeah, I mean, I see him as number one or number two this season. I would be drafting him right after JT in redraft. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. would be too. I, I that's just me. That. That's, that's fair just assessment. me. I mean, twenty four points a game. He did have the one injury where Justin Jackson came in and absolutely exploded. It he was used to week 15. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't it a COVID thing? Like it was, it wasn't even like, yeah, it was a COVID thing. So, okay. In injury, but yeah, I, I mean, he, he doesn't have a lot of tear on him. He, you know, he's young. Yeah. He's 25 going on 26, but he uh, usually shelf life is about 28 ish for running backs. Yeah. But even then, if you look at like some of the rushing attempts between the others, like, Within like the top ten, he is second fewest when it comes hmm. to rushing attempts. The first fewest actually is wild because I did not expect it. But but like he's he's getting in situations where he's not taking a giant beating like Derrick Henry, like a Jonathan Taylor, like right. even yeah. Joe Mixon to a certain extent. So that so I think it, when he's one I of those guys when you watch him, he just doesn't take like big contact i feel like yeah he i feel not. like he's right. the type of running back who he gets out of bounds or he makes a move and he goes and scores but he doesn't really take contact yeah. he's more yeah. shifty yeah and like he's not like a home run guy self-preservation <laughs> yeah he's he's not a home run guy but like if you're in a ppr league like it's perfect it's like all right cool you're yeah. only going to get like 15 20 yards maybe 30 at the most and then oh but you've got the point for the catch and that like you're already like yeah he's such a good option and yeah, I, I mean he's, i agree he's with you Ethan. he's he is in a low-key contention for rb1 next year yeah i mean i feel like he could be one of the hugest sleepers for next season a sleeper in the sense of being he could be the number one running back in the nfl yeah i can totally see that now i don't want a fanboy because he's, you know, on my team. That's just what I see. That's why I was willing to get rid of Cooper Cup to go and get him. I mean, the biggest because I kind of saw this coming was he was so good like beforehand to where they right. they let Melvin Gordon go, and right. you're like, oh crap, 
new scheme? Does that change anything? And last year proved didn't change anything whatsoever. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just a running back friendly system. Yeah. Because like I said, with Justin Jackson, he comes in and gets, I think he scored like 25 points or something like 27 points in, in that 30s, week 15 so. matchup. And just, you know, ah, now you get a more talented guy in it. Another year, a better uh, Herbert. Yeah. I'm taking Eckler, or Eckler, Austin Eckler all day. Yeah. So let so I mean we're very high on Austin Eckler. We don't think that's going to change much. But Ryan, how do you feel about Joe Mixon? I think he's going to definitely stay top five Ooh. next year. Um, I mean, look at what he did with that offense last year. Twentieth ranked in in uh, rushing offensive line, and look at all the changes that they made on their own line this offseason. You know, they're predicted to be top 10 group. I, with all of the offensive weapons that they have on uh, in Cincinnati, there's no reason that Joe Mixon, other than by injury, there's no reason he shouldn't be in the top five, at least. I see a major regression coming from Mixon. Okay. Why is that? So... My thing with Mixon is, yes, the offensive line is going to be better, but I think that's more of a bonus for T. Higgins and for Jamar Chase than it is for Mixon. I think that they're going to pass the ball a little bit more because basically they knew that their offensive line was bottom in the NFL, and so they are really just giving him the ball on like quick pitches and things of that nature and saying, just do something. And obviously he did that, you know, he's the number two rusher in the NFL, but with that better offensive line and giving Joe Burrow more time, Joe Burrow, if I'm not mistaken, he was the most accurate quarterback in the NFL last year at, at a 69 and a half percent completion rate, or it might've been higher than that. Um, I'll double check. Yeah. We can double check my number. I think he was right the most accurate QB. Let's or at yes. 70%? Yeah, he had 70.4. Yeah. He was so even better. 70.4. He's the most accurate QB last year. If I have that numbers with a terrible offensive offensive line, I'm giving Joe Burrow the football and not Joe Mixon. So I'm not saying maybe outside of the top 10, I guess I could see him as RB anywhere from RB six to ten, but I don't think he's top five. I think we're going to see a really big shake up uh, in the top five this year. Najee I, Harris will not be top five this year. Zeke will not be top five yeah, this year. Yeah, I definitely don't think Najee will be top five. Yeah, And Mixon I, will not be top five. I don't year. think Najee's top five. I also am concerned that he bulked up, honestly. Um, He's pulling a Kelvin Benjamin on us. No, <laughs> I wouldn't say Kelvin. No, it's Eddie Lacy. <laughs> but I was going to say Eddie, Eddie Lacy. Oh. Sorry, I had to bring up running backs. Um, but, so Alex, this is your sister's running back. What, what do you think? What do you, what's the fantasy advice you're going to give Michaela about Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon? I would definitely keep him, but the one that I think that I would try to make a trade for if I were Michaela would be for DeAndre Swift. I think Ooh, I personally Ryan. think he'll go in there and replace Joe Mixon. Like, I'm not saying okay. Joe Mixon will be oh, the 17th I spot, like that take. but I think Swift will end up being in the top five by the end of the year. Okay, so so Ryan. Okay. Here, here we go. Okay. Interesting little hypothesis here. All what right. is it going to take for Michaela to get DeAndre Swift Ooh. off of you? 
Hey, well, I, you're going to have to give me a second because I got to look at her team. Look at her team. Alex, talk, to, talk team. to me about Joe Mixon and what you like about him, what you don't like, what you see for this season. Well, to your, to your point, um, Burrow is one that is the guy. He carried his team with Jamar Chase, that chemistry at LSU. And, you know, T. Higgins is also a stud. And I honestly don't – like, I think the Bengals will still be a good team. But mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to – I think they'll start out a little bit rockier. Like kind of like a okay. school hangover, and they their groove kind of mid season to the end of the season. But I think they're gonna yeah. trail more in games than they did last year. And when you trail more, you tend to pass the ball more to catch up. So like even though I, that's a good take, a good that's receiving, a good take. A receiving back. I just don't think he'll be top five next year. I mean, he had forty eight targets like last last year. Uh, my bigger issue is, and the fun funny enough, I just. Uh, Brett Coleman just came out with the video about the Bengals O-line and it was how much you realize they do not trust their running backs in pass pro. And mm-hmm. so that's where it's like, well, you're either going to throw Joe Mixon out there to be a receiving back or you're just going to bank on 5-0 linemen getting it done because you're already going to have to double chase or something like that. Right. I personally am in the the side of I think Joe Mixon does not do as good next year. I also right. I'm gonna blame Zach Taylor for it from the get-go. Ooh. Just because okay. nothing all right, so nothing surprised me at all when watching the games. Like just I was like, I've seen that play, I've seen it. Literally the entire yeah. playoff run was my guy is better than your guy. And, and that doesn't work figure, in the NFL. It doesn't work twice. Lightning rarely yeah. strikes twice. And they're going to have to be more creative, I think. You have, what, four extra games of game footage teams can go through. To And you see what the Rams did uh, on the Bengals, too. And I, I'm just – I'm looking at it as I don't – I can't see anything but a regression. Yeah. Now, I think he'll – I, think he'll I mean, that's what you 12, see But I don't think he'll be top five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely in the top 12 range. 12 is as far as I would go for Mixon. Like, you could make an argument with me for 12. I'm thinking 6 to 10, but yeah, that, I could be argued with about 12. That's where I see, too, um, because I just don't see the other two people, uh, potentially. Now, let's – I'm going to move forward. We're just going to keep buying Ryan more time to figure out what it will take for a swift trade. Yeah, he's uh, having a hard time. I don't think he wants to talked, trade him, which yeah, is completely we've talked, understandable. We've talked about – Just wait till we get to him. All right, we ta- we've talked about Taylor, we talked about Eckler, we talked about Najee, even for a little bit. Um, which again, I, I don't think Najee's gonna next be Eddie Lacy candidate. Oh, no, I hope not. Um, the Eddie Lacy award goes to <laughs> the whole bottle of ranch. Um, <laughs> the so, uh, Popeye's biscuit away, guys. I want to give y'all a buyer beware. Oh my god, and actually, Ooh, okay. this is another Michaela player. Uh oh, James Connor, buyer beware. Yeah, I I'm so, a little worried about him. So here's yeah. so I want I kind of wanted well. to bring this up because here's why I kind of had to do the math here. So this man had 15 rushing touchdowns mm-hmm. while averaging 3.72 yards of carry, mm-hmm. and then was a way. I mean, he looked really good last year. Let, let make no mistake, oh, James yeah. Conner was really good last year, and I think his running style actually kind of fits what Arizona wants to do because I, I don't like it. You're going to do four wide, including your tight end. And then you, that means there's a light box. Um, there's like maybe five, six 
defenders. So you're you're asking a defender to go one-on-one with James Conner. Right. Typically, that's going to win in James Conner's favor. Here's the biggest issue why I don't think he'll be top five, and I would say there is a shot he falls out of the top 20. No, I agree, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my take on that in a minute, but I completely agree yeah. with that. Josh, preach to the people. All righty, guys. I want you to do this. Add up his rushing attempts and add up his receptions. Divided by how many touchdowns he scored, his touchdown score rate was 7.5%. RB1, Jonathan wow. Taylor, you want to know what his, his score rate is? 5%. So you're so we're already expecting a regression to the means to the average, which is roughly three to five percent. James Conner had an, an anomaly season last year with the amount of yeah. rushing touchdowns. I don't expect it to happen. I think Darrell Williams will take a lot of the catching work away from him. Well, look but, at his yards. He only had 752 yards. Yeah, well, the big thing was the touchdowns. He, and he 15 was, touchdowns. He was the touchdown dependent. He yeah. was touchdown dependent. Yeah. I mean, I, whenever I'd play Michaela, I'd be like, all right, how's James Conner doing? Okay, it's the third quarter. He has 50 yards two and touchdowns. one touchdown. Okay, that's fine. No, fourth quarter hits. He has three touchdowns. I'm like, who, who the flip is this guy? Yeah, and the why? Thing, and like the, the crazy thing is, I had to like think about it because I'm like, he fits oh. what they want to do, and I'm like, okay, that's yeah. a good thing. But when you're scoring 15 rushing touchdowns, but you didn't do that well running the ball, you can make an argument that you're the person they literally signed last week, and Daryl Williams is better than uh Ooh. than Chase Edmonds. Wow, what a take! Daryl Williams is better. I think well the wow, thing okay yeah I think okay we're entering a Denver Broncos situation where Daryl Williams and James Conner are going to be ranked right next to each other because Daryl okay. Williams could literally do it all he had a thousand um all-purpose yards with Kansas City it's the quietest thousand yards you'll ever see yeah I mean Daryl Williams at the back half of last season carried people to the fantasy playoffs yep. Absolutely did. When CEH was injured. But all right, Alex, we're, we're back to this segment. I guess this is going to be a recurring segment for uh, for the show today. What What's your advice to, to Michaela about James Conner? Uh, I guess my advice would be like check in and see who has Daryl Williams. Like, do you know? Do you all know mm. if he's a free agent? or uh, He's on he Josh's a- team. I traded. Apparently, everyone we're talking about is on one of our four teams, plus Michaela. <laughs> so, she did lose Barkley in a trade earlier in the year. To so, guess who? I guess Josh. I honestly don't remember. Yep. But uh, if I were her, I would try to um, see if I can draft a running back early, or try to trade up and draft either Brees. Oh, okay. she or, does. Uh, she does control the draft. Little little saying. hypothetical, Alex. What yeah, is it going to take? What is it going to take for Michaela to trade up to number one overall pick? Ooh, that is a good question. Ooh, Ooh well, dang. Ooh. All right, now we got time. Alex. Look at Michaela's. Oh, 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 all right. Well, <laughs> welcome to the Josh and Ethan show. <laughs> yeah, Hello, thank, we have thank you just... for coming to my TED Talk. I will be running today's session. Yeah. Uh, we have just sent Alex and Ryan <laughs> to the shadow realm figuring out trades. <laughs> Welcome um, to fantasy football, here. everyone. This yeah, is the joy of fantasy here, football right now. Okay, so let so Ethan, I say let's go on. I think we've said what we need to say about James Conner. 
Um, we definitely see a major yeah. regression from him. Uh, well, what I was going to mention on him really quickly before we move on is I'm worried about injuries because he is the opposite of Eckler for me. He is looking for contact. He yeah. is putting his shoulder down. He's taking he's a, a lot power of hard back. hits. He's yeah, a, I mean, he's a power back, and there's always a red flag on those. Yeah, and he didn't even play a full season last year. He played. Nope. He had 15, 15 games, games, which is great, which is the best he's done in a long time. I, right. I mean, part of the issue, you can say, is he pl- he played in the AFC North for four years before moving on to the NFC West. But Right. Um, I, and and here's, here's my second point with it. Before you, before you carry on, I'll let you yeah. get back to that. But my second point on him is you don't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of the season. They could be below 500 trying to pass out of the hole that they're in without DeAndre Hopkins and not really worrying about running the ball to James Conner. So that didn't scare me as much. And the only reason why is because of Trey McBride. And yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, and I'm not saying it's a huge thing, but I'm saying it's going to affect him. But I think, well, yeah, because the thing is, it's like, oh, hey, your top all pro receiver's not here. Well, I don't care that I can just man up on Hollywood Brown and be okay with it. So now I'm just going to focus on the run game. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. I think the only way James Conner does really good is if you have a trash secondary yeah. to where you have to take out more people to cover everybody. But if, say, if you're like, well, Baltimore, um, say, if you're like the Rams, say, if you're like San Francisco, where you are pretty confident in your secondary that, can, that they can get the job done, you can put more people in the box. And now, it doesn't become a one-on-one matchup anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Alex, uh, Ryan, really quickly before we move on, do we do we have answers to the to the hard questions? Welcome to the real real yeah, questions well, with welcome, uh, Ethan McShane segment. Yeah. Welcome to trade talk. Oh, I have I have an answer. Oh, so TBH, her rod doesn't have a whole lot that I want, so I would ask for draft picks. And yeah, because she controls the draft for the next three years. It's a she really does deep price. Okay. Ooh. Honestly, like I, I was considering lead two first rounders. Wow. Okay, two first round picks. Maybe a second. Two first and a second. All right. Honestly, if if she were to give a one first early second. One first and two seconds. No. We're talking twenty twenty three though. No, I'm taking a first this year, a first next year, and a second next year. Wow. Okay. Wow. Oh, you know, I can see it. I, I can okay. see it. I think that's fair. Interesting. I would make that trade if I was McKinley. <laughs> if I was McKinley, I'd be because, sending it because right Because she now. has another five first rounders ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. my gosh. Uh, Alex, what is it going to take, Michaela, to get to the first overall pick for you? And that's a tough one because to Ryan's point, I'm looking at her roster and there's not really a whole lot of players that I really want either, but I would probably would try to say maybe like a few picks as well. Maybe like, I guess maybe probably swap picks this year and definitely get more draft capital. Alex, who's your quarterback? Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, and Kirk Cousins. Okay, so you would rather have Dak Prescott over Stafford or Mahomes? You're on crack. Let me just preface that before you answer. You want Matt Stafford, Alex. Let me answer the question for you. You want Matt Matt Stafford, you want a pick swap, and you want a 2023 second. That's what you want. Look, I think Matt Stafford for a 101, I think is fair game. 
What? What? Fair wow. game? Josh. Wow. Here's the thing. Josh, here's, a 101? Here's why. Here's why. You're not Josh, getting you're not getting a better quarterback this year. You didn't just say that. You know Hear he's nearing the end of his career. He so, may have a couple years left with the Rams. For the 101? That's for, it. Here's here. All right. Hear me wow. out here. Hear me out wow. here. Wow. I look, I would be gutsy enough to make the move. Now I understand. I'm glad you don't um, have the first overall pick. I traded the second dude, overall dude, pick, Ethan. Dude, okay, okay. Let's, yeah, thanks let's, for that again, buddy. Let's, let's evaluate this. Okay, would you rather have Matt Stafford, Stafford for maybe two to three more years before he retires, or say Drake London for the next ten years? I'd rather have Drake London for the next ten years. Absolutely. That's that. That is. That's why you got to look at the value. Okay, so all right, so so that, all right. Let me let me get, let me go through the context. I think Dak takes a major step back. That's just my opinion. Interesting. Okay, and okay. that's why well, I'm like out of desper out of desperation. Am I going to think Kenny Pickett's the answer? No. So that's where I think Stafford is like. Will I do? I want three years of elite play over the number one pick. I can. I can. I can get get behind it, but I would say maybe. At, and we talked about it in the quarterback episode. This is the perfect time to get Mahomes. Maybe Mahomes for the one. Okay. So I could see yeah. that. I, that I, I also see. I'll switch it to Mahomes for the one on one. I had Stafford on the brain, but I would say it's a. I think you have a lot fairer trade if you go Mahomes for the one. So what's your final oh, offer, man. Alex? What what is it going to cost for the one on one? Mahomes. I disagree with that because I honestly think Mahomes will take a step back. Yeah, to where Mahomes is not better than Dak. Do what? To where Mahomes is not better than Dak? I don't know, man. Tyree Kill generated. Whoa! Whoa! Oh my! What am I hearing? Okay, we're done. We're we're done with that. We're not even getting into that. No, no, that is terrible. Here's the thing: you are one Travis Kelsey injury away. From completely having no offense, in my opinion. So time to develop chemistry. No juju. I don't think they have juju. All that good though. I don't. I don't there's think Sky Moore. Has. There's yeah. Marquez Valdez Scantling. They'll they have this Clemson. piece though. Um, Justin Scott Ross. Yeah, Justin Ross. He, I think he's good. He has potential to be good. Justin Ross is going to be disgusting. Yeah. I think. I think Mums may struggle this year. You know, but like, it, but I right, think think of it here. Once once they get the major resurgence, uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to go down a lot. So but would I you make the argument have a struggle that Mahomes for the one on one is perfect right now because you yes. know the resurgence is coming. That would be a steal of a trade, Alex. That all right? So that's my final trade offer: Mahomes for the one on one, or a Stafford package. Stafford. Well, don't yeah, think just would, this year, Alex. You can't think considered. just this next no, season. You got to think about the I'm next well. Okay. I would, I would heavily, I would heavily consider it, but I don't, I don't know. Alex, I've who are you taking with the one on one? Fan. Name it. Name it right now here on the podcast. Who are you taking with one on one? Time is on the clock. I'm not gonna answer that right now. Okay. All right. Oh my god. Okay. E- all right, guys. All right, Drake London. All right. Can I throw? Can I throw? Brees Hall at number two. There's a few names up there. Can Listen, I, if you give me Brees Hall at number two in this draft, I'm winning the league this year. Says the one with DK Metcalf, but that's 
with Drew Locke. I don't make the rules. Okay. So, guys, if I were to throw a completely different offer here, Stafford and a second for the 101, would you guys accept that or would it? I don't know. I feel like there would need to be a pick swap. So you would draft. So, so, all right. So, 101 this year, but that gets Matthew Stafford and the 2023 first. Oh, I don't know. That, that's a tough one, Alex. You'd have to, you'd sorry, have to think you about that, that one. Okay, so the 101 for Matthew Stafford and a 2023 first. Yeah, that is a tough I'd one. I'd take that. That's I would a tough take one. that. Yeah, okay. So, so I wasn't too far off. <laughs> Just had to add one more first round in there. All right. Good to know. Good to know. And thus ends the, uh, the trade talk segment within the league. Um, yeah. We're right. going to talk about Fournette now. Yeah. Uh, Fournette is going to regress out of the top 15 next run. Um, yeah, pretty wouldn't much. be surprised. I mean, they got Rashad white, uh, yeah. but I expect the carries to go up. He only what's crazy is we talked about, uh, yeah. Eckler only having two Oh six Fournette have one eighty. Yeah. But yeah. I could also see I, them. That, I'm surprised. Very surprised. surprised. They had injury stuff. Yeah. came in. 84 targets. Very surprised. But I think yeah, that could actually, go up yeah. though because Russell Gage is going to be the number two. Your number three, you're really fighting. Um, they just uh, cut Tyler Johnson, so he's out of the picture, which I don't think he was even in the picture Gage to begin with. Two? Because Godwin's yep. out. Godwin's out for the oh, first couple of games of the season. Yeah, that's right. And then you lose OJ Howard, so you have Cameron Brait there. We don't know if Gronk's coming back. They could be relying on Fournette a whole lot more. Well, I think Gronk is going to come back too. I think Gronk, I think Gronk is going to come back and have a massive first eight games and then be consistent that. for the rest of the season. I can see that. I hey, think, we'll, we'll see. I we'll think see Fournette stays in the top 12. Uh, that I will say. I like if, if you tell me he's top five next year, I can see it. If you tell me he's top, he's at the number eight or number 10, I can see it. Well, speaking of ridiculous trades, uh, Alvin Kamara was just recently traded. I think we covered this in the last Statathon oh, yeah. episode. In our league, yeah. I did not like for that trade. Devontae Adams and Leonard Fournette. That was a bad trade. Oh, you, a bad trade. Yeah. you traded the number eight running back for the number seven running back and a top five wide receiver. So let's say, let's say the big thing. He's not going to be in the top 20 because there is most likely a suspension coming for him. If mm-hmm. not, then obviously that opinion changes. But even then, I think it gets interesting. Jameis coming back, and then you have Olave and now Jarvis Landry. So I think more, I it this could free up Kamara to have more passing work. I think is is right. very much in the question. But the running work, ugh. they also have Mark Ingram yeah. there to kind of take the load off there. I think you, they, they only need played to thirteen take games. Yeah, that's, that, that's that's the other problem, and he's up an there issue. in age too. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's – I believe he's 28 or yeah. 29. 28, 29, something like that. So, yeah, I'm worried if I'm a Camara owner. I would not have made that trade. Tyler absolutely robbed Jacob blind. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe he got a second-round pick with it. Yes, yeah, because it was Camara but... and a second, I believe. Yeah. It was a 2022 20, second. But I see Camara's regressing. If he's suspended for six games, he's going to be outside of the top 20. Yeah. And he yeah. will not hit 250 points. That's for sure. No. 
Um, Unfortunately. So let's go to him. Uh, let's go to Daryl Patterson. Do you think he stays stays in the top twelve? Because I'm yes. inclined to say top fifteen, but not top twelve. Unless Algier overtakes him, it's, it's Algier. Saw it last year. You saw the you he saw the decline. Did really well for the first like five or six games, and then he crashed. You can make the and argument had- though. That was when Calvin Ridley got suspended or retired. True. And so they didn't have a receiving true. threat minus. Yeah, he's basically uh, retired. Um, true. But he, I mean, he was having a time. You tell by the way he ran, he was not having a great time. Yeah, I want to go through their schedule really quick. Yeah, 153 carries, 618 yards, average four yards a carry. It's kind of impressive, to be honest. But uh, 69 targets, nice. Uh, 52 receptions. I mean, 548. He was doing really good through the air. Alex, what's your take on CP? Well, I think CP is good. I think he's honestly more of a receiver than a running back because if you're going to have CP on there, then you might as well have Debo on there as well. And Debo is not on the rankings at all. So we put Debo in wide receivers because he – basically started out as a wide receiver so we kind of kept that designation whereas Cordero Patterson was really from the get-go doing both it's a it's a good question it's a good question yeah so so cp from week two to week nine blew up resurged in week 12 and then he was just kind of all right after that week 13 week 14 all right six points against san francisco in week 15 13 in week 16, 10 in week 17. Yeah. So, I mean, when it came to fantasy playoffs, he probably disappointed. But up until fantasy playoffs, he was destroying. Yeah. Okay, Um, here's an interesting number. The issue... Cordero Patterson right now is rostered in 8% of all leagues, and he's starting in 1%. So, I think the big issue is a lot of people are afraid it's a flash in the pan. But here's why I will say, I that's why I don't think it. So Matt Ryan's gone. You have right. Mariota slash Ritter. Then you also have Kyle Pitts, who's still there. And then you have Drake London, Brian Edwards, and Algier. And Algier. I don't think he hits top ten. The more I'm thinking yeah, about no, it, the more I'm 10, thinking but... he's fringe t- top twenty. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I, I think he's, he's still gonna, gonna be really good. I, I honestly believe he's going to be really good. It's really going to come down to Algier. If Algier becomes the RB1, okay, yeah, he'll be fringe in somewhere in the yeah. 20s just based off of receptions and but his if, receiving But if stuff. Algier becomes Mike Davis of yesteryear. Oh, God. Yeah. I hope not. Uh, We're going to so pray against mean, that. Yeah, we will pray again. We will do a prayer circle for that. You want to rehash what you said before last year about Mike Davis, Ethan? About how he's going to have a great year. And yeah, well, I mean, who who's going to predict that Cordero Patterson was going to come out of literally nowhere? That's true. And blow up the NFL. Yeah. Like, uh, come on. And and Mike Davis wasn't bad last year. He wasn't bad. But Cordero Patterson is what they needed. Yeah. That is – and he may be needed in other leagues, more than 8%, hopefully – so I let's go. The one dude I did not expect to be in the top ten somehow yes. in the top ten. Antonio Gibson. Back. Yes, I I want to I want to take this man. I'm excited yeah. for Antonio Gibson. I am um, not. The, hey, and that's okay. 
That's okay. That's why you, you traded him. him to me. Well, it, it's it's not it's oh, it's not yeah, that. Right. Yeah, I did I did trade him away, but I have a lot more issues to clarify. I have a lot more issues that are not because of Antonio Gibson, but they will impact Antonio Gibson. Okay. Listen, I I think Antonio Gibson is going to flash this season. I think he's going to be a top eight running back. Because I think he's finally going to show us what we've all seen, which is that CMC ability. I think this is a better offense in Washington that's actually going to move the chains and not rely on Gibson or McLaurin to do everything. I think it's going to be a lot more uh, bounce with Dotson. I think it's going to be... I, I do think J.D. McKissick is going to be relevant in taking some away from Gibson, but I honestly see his targets and receptions going up from 52 and 42 and i see his carries going up from 258 and what about uh, brian robinson jr so that's one person brian robinson i think if they didn't draft him in the third round then we can have the same level of excitement i think brian robinson is there to kind of take some load off of antonio gibson so he's not playing so he can play basically more games not hurt but Dotson being there, Curtis Samuel being there, but I think that Perry, can still be a that can Curtis still Samuel be a bonus there and healthy. That's true, but I, I just but that creates fair. more rushing opportunity. Now, if not all of that goes to Gibson, there's still going to be more of a share. This if also their goes, offense is clicking. This also goes back to, um, I also don't trust Scott Turner again, and it's something yeah. I have been saying the entire time. I think if he's at 10 again, if we're talking again next year, and if he's at RB10, I'm happy to be wrong. But I think we're going to see a slight regression, but we're going to basically be confirmed that all of our hype from two years ago was for a guy who's going to be a perennial top 15. I, I think he goes, I think he takes a little bit of a leap. I think there's going to be more of a share for the running backs. And yes, it's going to be distributed. But with him being healthier, he's going to produce more. Like something's going to come from them, maybe taking away some rushing attempts. But I think there's going to be more receiving opportunities for him. And I think he's going to do more with his attempts. That's what I see for him this year. I think that's, you know, if that happens, I'll be happy. But right (laughs) now I am just not on that same path of excitement. You know what? And, And that's okay. I understand that. I understand that, but so, I see him going up. Yeah. Can we talk about the next back? Even though I didn't have him listed, I would like to talk about this one. Yeah. yeah I, I want to kick this to you, Alex. Uh, what do you think about Nick Chubb? I do like Nick Chubb a lot. Like, he's probably one of my fa- more favorite backs on here. The problem is, is that there's always, like, one injury. He, get, he tends to get at least once a year. And so he oh. usually misses, like, a game or two. But I think if he's fully healthy, he's a top five back. Yeah, and I'll disagree with that take. too. Okay, Josh, what's your take? There is literally almost no evidence of a of passing work for Nick Chubb, and I've hit I've hit my realization that Nick Chubb should not be drafted in the first round because he is there to keep things steady, but he is not there to win your league. Yep, he's a good RB two. Yes, he's a. And and that's what I don't understand. You you give him twenty five. You give him twenty five targets. He catches twenty of them, which is a good percentage. 
And he averages 8.7 yards per carry, and you're not going to include him more in the passing game? Yeah, exactly. Like, And I think they're going to have to rely on him more because you're going to have Jacoby Brissett probably starting. Oh, my God. Oh God! So that's the thing. So that's the other thing. Oh, by the way, Jarvis Landry's in there, but you got Amari uh, no, Cooper, Baker's not gonna, DPJ. Not gonna... Yeah, Baker said, "I am done with y'all." And and but I don't believe in Kareem Hunt either. I think Kareem Hunt's going to be injured again. No, I, that, but that's why I think they drafted Demetri Felton. Yeah. But even even with Felton, they're just going to and give, they got Jerome the ball Ford off now, more to to Nick Chubb. But I just my issue is I don't think anything like just because he's getting more doesn't mean it's gonna be good. Yeah. That's my Nick issue. Chubb, I see Nick Chubb is playing more games this season and putting up more points. I think there's gonna be a slight increase to you Nick know, Chubb. If, if they have to start Jacoby Brissett, you may very well be right. I God, just, I just hope they throw him the football. I don't think they yeah. are. That's that's my yeah. Well, they haven't shown it, but that's I think that's what Cleveland is missing is getting Chubb the ball in space in the passing Cuz then you can be more creative with your play calling because now mm-hmm. you, you're like, "Oh, wait, you could throw it to Nick Chubb if you want." Cuz they're giving that work to Kareem Hunt and yeah, he's making something out of it, but the way that Gibson's performed, I would rather give it to him. But that's just me from what I've seen from watching him. And I love Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is one of my favorite running backs in the NFL as well. I'm not a Browns yeah. fan, but I love Nick Chubb. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think he stays in this category. I think, I think two years ago was an anomaly. Yeah. So okay. after that is Josh Jacobs. Uh, actually, oh, let me, let me just heart. bring up, let me just bring up the next five. I love oh, Josh Jacobs. So the next five in this order, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Damian Harris, Derrick Henry. Who do who do we think is going to take a big leap, a leap out of Between this? Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook? Yes. Uh, Damian Harris well, and Derrick Henry? Oh, God. Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry's one. I would also say games and he oh was still God. a top 20 th- running back. There's three. In it's this. not Derrick Henry for me. It's Aaron Jones. Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, and Dalvin Cook. Those are the three I think take a big leap. See, here's the thing about See, Josh Jacobs. I, I have me and Harris in there, but I don't think yeah. he's going to make a huge leap. Well, the only I reason I don't think Damian Harris is because I yeah. really do think Pierre Strong is going to be way more involved. Okay. And Ramondre, because because Ramondre was starting to show up last year too. Um, with Derrick Henry, though, you trade A.J. Brown. You're going to be relying on Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, if he's good to go. Tannehill's there, but guess whose show it, it still is? Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry's. And when you're averaging 31 point, let me see, 31.51 fantasy points a game, and you only played half the season, he's, look, I, I would be okay if you drafted uh, in a redraft, if you drafted Derrick Henry with the 103. All right, before you're wrong uh, for a third take in a row, Josh, go ahead, Alex, give us your list. How am I wrong these, for the third these five take running in a row? I, I like Josh Jacobs, but I do think that the Raiders' running back room is a little bit more crowded than it was last year. So I think that he'll actually drop a little bit. I kind of regress a little he bit. He will be on a different team next season. Yeah, the most notable I running back I think they signed was uh, Brandon Bolden. Which again, New England system. But they also drafted uh, Zamir White out of Georgia. 
You Which are correct about that. Zamir White. Yeah, I think that's a good draft. That's why I think this might be Josh Jacobs last year. Yeah, and or they, maybe one of those midseason trades. You never know. He'll, he'll be top decline the. Oh, I didn't think about a midseason trade, but I I like that thinking. Um, but Josh Jacobs like did that. get declined the uh, fifth year option too. Here's my thing about Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is the ultimate flex player. Like. If there was a six man of the year award in fantasy football, it would have gone to Josh Jacobs. He is the Jamal Crawford. <laughs> he is the Jamal Crawford of the NFL. Like, and I'm not even kidding. Like, Josh Jacobs was my flex every single week because he was putting okay. it. Yeah, he he was get he was getting it done. He was never yeah. in that. And top every game he averaged 18 points. Yeah, and it was it was free cash every game. I was like, okay, I need 18 points. What? Who do I have left? Josh Jacobs. I won but he is that perfect player for that consistency. That, that was literally yeah, when I was very, sitting, very when I was sitting watching my team and it was the, it came down to the Monday night football game, which God, I can't tell you how many times the Raiders played on Monday night, but it was a lot. And I was like, Oh God, who do I have left? I'm down five points. Who's Josh Jacobs. I won next matchup. I, I didn't even need to yeah. watch the game because that's who Josh Jacobs is. He's the ultimate flex player. He is going to win you or lose you games. Most of the time, win if you're within 10 points. Josh Jacobs will win you your game every week. 100% agree with you. Period. Yeah. Agreed. I do see maybe a slight regression with him, but I think he'll still be in the top 20. Well, because either way, I think even in a dynasty sense, still keep a look, uh, still keep an eye on him. Yeah. Maybe not 12, but he'll, he's going to yeah. be really good. Um, Aaron Jones, uh, Ethan and I have already said, you probably heard it from the very beginning. Yeah, hopefully we um, play that uh, initial clip. Absolutely. So, talking about Aaron Jones. I want he's it gonna on blow the record, up. and I'm the editor. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I think Aaron Jones is definitely going to go up because Christian Watson, Romeo Dubes, Mario Rogers still going to need some time to kind of get used to everything. Uh, yet Lazard there. but The only thing that stops him is an injury. Yep, that's the only thing. Otherwise, I think we're in Aaron Jones City, and I also think A.J. Dillon shows up within the top 20. Yeah, I think uh, A.J. Dillon in the top 20 and Aaron Jones in the top six yep. or top five. That's a lot to ask for one offense. It, it is, but yeah, I think, but I think, I think this particular season it's going to happen, though. Then, Just be- then buy Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think, because if you can I buy mean, low on Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be yeah. out of the top ten. If they're running that much, he's going to be out of the top ten because they're not going to be. Passing. Oh, you mean sell Aaron Rodgers? I would sell Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm absolutely. Saying, I'm yeah. saying, yeah, he's going to be a top. Ten. If you're saying that Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon I, are going to get that much work to both be in the top twenty and one being the top six, then, well, I'm not saying top yeah, six. Aaron I'll Rogers say top ten. Then Aaron Rodgers isn't going to get any anything. Like, oh, yeah. No, I would be Rogers. selling Aaron Rodgers oh. if I have him. I would. All right. Can I, I'll make Selling an argument. By Christian Watson. I will keep Aaron Rodgers. And the okay. only reason why is because I know I'm going to get a consistent 15 to 18. He's not going to win you a week like okay, it has been fair. in past years, but he is going to bring that consistency. I think Aaron Jones will pop off because I'm looking at the Packers schedule. And there's like a few hard teams in there, but as a whole, it's a relatively easier schedule. And so I think that they're already going to have that lead built up in the fourth quarter where they're just going to run out the clock. And I'd him. rather have Jones and Dylan, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. But and, 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 and it's league, fine. It's, it's okay. in, in our league, yeah. It. I've expressed it. 
Okay. All right, Ryan, your next running back's up. Go ahead and fanboy. Yep. Good old Dalvin Cook. Um, he missed a couple of games last year. That's why he's so low on this. Honestly, he would have been in a solid top 10 um, yeah. if he hadn't missed. Uh, so many games. Didn't get as many targets as in the past. He would have kept running the playoffs, and I think that's going to be I, – I think going to be uh, – that was last year, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think it's going to be a little so different. Painful. I think it's going to be a little different uh, this year with KOC. Um, I've heard they're doing a lot more three wide receiver sets in Minnesota. I mean, makes sense. You got Thielen, so, Jets, and uh, um, and KJ Osborne. Yep. And yeah, and Amir Smith Marset. So honestly, hmm. like you're starting to get more three wide receiver sets, so they may not be relying on Cook as much anymore i think his numbers goes up because he plays more games but yeah i could see them his numbers will definitely go up i think maybe this pace stays consistent right Mm -hmm. i they're still they're still planning on doing um uh shoot because if anything like what koc learned especially in the super bowl is oh yeah you know sticking with the run even though it's not working is going to open other things up yeah of course yeah. and they're going to use him as a sledgehammer to open up the the defense so and that's also i mean he's going to get work now that they're going to three to uh three receiver sets that makes total sense why they drafted ty chandler hmm. that makes a lot of sense yeah. okay yeah i i can see yeah. that i mean i i love dalvin cook i don't have yeah. him in our league unfortunately he's gone to uh lay lady richter's team uh from oh, ryan that's right i i forgot about yep. that yep i because I, I had him first i think <laughs> oh man i think davin cook oh man i have no idea where he's gonna be next that, year yeah, yeah this one if you tell me he's top five i get it and if you tell me he's out of the top 20 i get it i have no idea wow so that one we'll have to go back to that one's going to be a wait said, and see. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, let's see the next few. I think Damian Harris kind of goes down a little bit. We have Swift. We talk, We kind of talked about Swift for a little bit. Um, we have the King Henry's return as well. Yep. King Henry's return, yes. Yeah, King Henry will rise. and. I mean, yeah. I've never seen someone who averaged 30 points. 31 points. Yeah. That's just absurd. And they're going to have to rely on him three, more. And his, that epic five-game streak that he had. Three of those games, he scored three touchdowns each. That's nine touchdowns in three games. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Philip was really happy, and then he was really not. And I think that's why he died on us. (laughs) It was like, oh, no. Um, But let's talk about the, um, the two Denver backs. How do we guys feel how that's going to get, how that's going to play out this year? I, I think they're going to be where they are right now. Like both kind of fringe top 20 picks. Both are going to be decent, but neither are going to be great. I agree. Until Melvin Gordon gets kicked out of there. uh, At this point, I don't want to. Melvin Gordon was great last year. Uh, Melvin Gordon to me was what Josh Jacobs was to you for flex wise. Well, because oh, yeah. who are your and, top and two running backs like, right now, Alex? Is it is it Zeke and it's Zeke and Melvin? Chubb? I thought. No, Zeke, no, I have, no, you have Chubb, right? 
Zeke. Zeke, Melvin, and Pollard. Melvin and Pollard. Okay. So I know who's taking Brees Hall at the one-on-one, but anyways. Well, I also have uh, Hines, and I think Hines will pop off too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You have Hines. God. So I could easily be taking Drake London. Hey, there's the pettiness. There we go. <laughs> Dude, I I hope you're petty enough to take Drake London at number one so I could take Presol. Oh I may not I may surprise everybody happen. and take Garrett Wilson. Interesting. Oh, Interesting. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> if you if you take anyone other than Drake London or Brees Hall, we're gonna have to pause the draft, take a 30-minute break. Let everybody cry for a second. You're gonna see me trash the set. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what I might do because I swear to God, you know, I like Dak too, but I need a good backup. I might even draft a Kenny Pickett at one hundred and one. Seriously, I'm kidding. I pro- I want it. I I don't really know if like I like even drafting at all. Be like your sister and, and draft Pat. No, look, look, that's oh, it. Yeah, this I is this is did. divine intervention. Uh, no. Just no. <laughs> if you weren't willing to take a trade for the one on one for Patrick Mahomes, what makes you think drafting Kenny Pickett with the one on one is a better idea? Oh, I, I was kidding. I, I honestly would probably want to draft Pickett. Period. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're, you're, I, you're I honestly back. think Pickett will you're be back. a bust, or not a bust, but Ooh, I think he'll okay. be average. Like I don't think he'll be anything special. I actually can't handle what's happening right now. Oh. <laughs> I want to. I want to go right, home. Let's go. I'm already at home. I'm already in my basement. I want to. I want to go home. <laughs> All right. Next running back before we. Oh my gosh. Diverge. I'm gonna die. Um. Let's see. Devin Singletary. How do we got? How do we feel? Um. I think he's gonna be better this year. Um. Than. Hold on. What was he last year? Yeah. He's gonna be better. better than yeah. Already. He'll be better. Split time. With he split Zach time and... a lot with Yeah, Zach he's not Moss splitting time. First, he's going to have over 200 carries. First 12 games or something, and then the last, like, five well, games. He'll have that. over 200 carries. I think he'll split a lot of the passing work, though, with James Cook. Yeah, I see him yeah. as a part of the top 20 with over 250 points. I yeah. I can I can get behind that. Yeah. I like Singletary. I agree with David that. Montgomery is going to be a regress, though. We didn't mention him. He was uh, yeah, because he unfortunately he has to deal with the rebuild. He's a he, to me, he's a buy low yeah. candidate. Don't yeah. play him this year. Play him next year, though. Yeah, I don't know how long he has there. Though. Do you hey, think? Uh, do you think hey, he I leaves? Appreciate being on the show, but I gotta go. Oh, you gotta go. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for uh, coming yeah, in. Yeah, Alex. thank you, Alex. Alex. Yeah, wrong, guys. I, I will leave one yeah. nugget. I'm very disappointed at seeing. Not seeing J.K. Dobbins up there. Well, though, it's it's based I, off stats. He was out, for the, year. He was out oh, for the yeah. year. My predictions, I think he'll be a top 15 back. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to leave back, that Jacob. little nugget. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Little, little J.K. That's... mic drop. I can respect that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like that. Only something. All right. See, Alex. Thanks for coming. Yeah. No problem, guys. Appreciate <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Being on with y'all. See you, bud. See you. I think was we should go to kind of like our last little, maybe like popcorn of like who we see surging, or if uh, there are any like glaring regressions. Uh, like okay, Elijah Mitchell for me is a surge. Yeah, I I can see. I mean, Tony Pollard at twenty five. I kind of see that maybe yeah. going up a little bit. Gaskin gone. Gaskin's uh, gone completely off the face yeah. of the earth. Um, Robinson James is gone. Robinson's yeah, gone. Robinson's gone. Sony Michelle is gone. Michael Michael Carter. Carter. I think well, gone. Michael Carter, Michael Carter will jump a little bit. 
I think he can stay what in that you, range. Okay, okay, okay. Big question here. Big Saquon. Do you think he resurges surge, with this new surge, offense? Surge, surge, surge. Okay. Surge. Surge. With okay. Dabble, surge. That's why I yeah. want to get my claws in him if Josh will let me. Yeah, I'm not ready to pull it. I... Yeah, but but just wait. Just wait until uh, freaking Mr. Petty Hell drafts Drake London 101 overall and I have Brees Hall on my team. Just wait. Yeah. Then we'll have – um, I mean, let's let's look at who, who – uh, Devontae Booker probably won't be RB32. Chuba Hubbard, yeah. I think, is going to fall off the face of the earth. Devontae I Freeman, can see Darrell Henderson staying. Henderson, I think at this range, I'm okay Ooh, with. No. Oh, Michelle's off the face of the earth. Michelle went to. Uh, yeah, Michelle's dead. Yeah, Mich- yeah. Um, okay. Think, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why, why Darrell Henderson? Because he's he's back into being the the number two spot. Cam Akers is still going to be there. It's a big. Question I can see mark. him taking Akers over at one. I could see Henderson being. It's at a it's one. a two running back backfield. Sony Michelle's Akers, not there. I think Honestly, Akers has it. His average at 15 points is a lie because that's only encompassing yeah. games where he left because he was injured. Yeah, he, that's the problem with Darrell Henderson is, is that that's why his, I, I his average see. was probably closer to 20, 22 points a game. Yeah, and he 21. just kept getting hurt. That's the issue. And that's been this yeah. case every year. Um, there's one person I want to bring up, and he's actually way further on this list. Actually, I want to talk about running backs CMC. 38 and 39. So let's start with Rashad Penny. Number one running back in Seattle next season. I think that's my take. My Carson over Chris Carson. Carson's not playing. Like, I feel bad to say that. And I really do hope he gets like, he needs to get healthy before. Ryan, sorry for you who traded for Chris Carson and got robbed. But yeah. Yeah. Because they also have Kenneth Walker. That's also the Will be Rashad Penny will be the number one running back in Seattle yeah. next year. And I, I mean, I think with Rashad Penny, like he's just going to get points in chunks. Like it's going to be a 15 yard run, 20 yard run. Like you're not going to see a giant home run out of him. But and what well, I also on. realized when he was, um, why well, also, what's up? Is Dearness Johnson over Kareem Hunt? Yes, because he had that one big game. And Kareem Hunt didn't play that much, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my gosh! No, that's just so yeah, surprising uh, me. Sorry, Kareem Hunt sorry. Didn't really have back back on your train. Um, I flip Kareem Hunt for Deontay Johnson. I'm actually a menace to society, but continue. Nice, um, but uh, I mean, my biggest thing when I was watching uh, Rashad Penny like for this episode, it was one: you have to be careful about the injury risk, and then you're going to get zone, 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 and more zone. Because that's what a lot of it was. It was like run zone, and then you let him pick the hole. Right. And so I think that's what's going to happen again. But I also I could also see him being completely off the face of the earth as Kenneth Walker takes the C- Seattle back to a wild card. Hmm. I don't think that's actually going to happen. But I think. So are you Kenneth taking Walker. Ken Walker with the one hundred three? Ooh. 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 This this has been a lot of good hypotheticals Ooh. today. I'm actually really liking these. That's a good one. We'll put a I, pin in it. Because it's him or Algier at 103. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll put a pin in that. We'll come I back would. to it. I think I, 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 I can be talked into it. So so speak to Phillip's grave right now and tell him to take Ken Walker with the 103. 
I mean, he has Cam Akers yeah. and Derrick Henry, yeah. so. But I see well, Cam I mean, Akers regressively. He would be able to bolster. I don't think Cam Akers is going to be relevant. I think Cam Akers will be. Because um, he's going to get injured and split with Henderson, and Henderson is going to have a couple of good games. Mm, I, okay, I can see that. Um, so the last person I want to talk about is CMC. And of course. Yes, let, let's. I like pain, apparently. Yep. I do okay. think there's a major surge from C- CMC this year. Uh, I will speak that out loud. If they can, if they can keep him healthy, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, That's it's CMC. So, he, so here's why I think they will. They hired Ben McAdoo, and I'm like, wow, that's a crappy hire. I I don't like that. The more I thought about it, the more I'm like, no, this could actually be in CMC's favor. Okay. So Eli Manning, guess uh, his best seasons. Well, obviously, when he won the Super Bowl. Well, so yeah. was that 2012? 2011. But the big thing about That's that. That's right. It was 2011. But 2012, though. Statistically. Was probably back in 2012? Didn't it, no, 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 no. No, no we're oh, talking no, about Eli Manning. Oh, 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 Eli okay, Manning's best statistical years were with Ben McAdoo. And the reason why what Ben McAdoo likes to do is spread. Now, if, okay. now, if you're looking at CMC stats, you see 99 carries, only 41 targets. I think that can get very even next year to where there's a whole lot more passing work, and that's how you keep CMC healthy. So that's where I think... Check the down, run out of bounds? Check down, run out of bounds, or check down, score a touchdown. Interesting. Okay, I mean, I like yeah. it. I, I want to see CMC come back, so I'm with that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I want your team to fail like spectacularly, but I mean, I want. We're not even in the same division. (laughs) Yeah, but I just want you. I might be switching up the divisions there. Ooh, okay, cool. I like that realignment. I dude, if we all right, gives variety. Like, look, if it it gives us different competition, change every year. Change every year. Let's. We need to. We'll, we'll do a special episode. Let's do a special division realignment episode as after our well, rookie draft. That's part. We no, should. No, actually, what I was thinking of doing was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So our rankings from last year would determine which division we're in. Okay. I I, I, I can get down with that. I think so that we're not having like you know, one five on, in division A and five or in six through 10. I mean, you don't want to have it where there's division. one guy who just absolutely blows up the league in exactly. one division and four suckers. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I don't want, I don't want to do that. So I think I'm trying to make it as even as possible. Well, that, that's let's a let's go through that another day. That's definitely a quarter rules episode. By so for, yeah. I want to bring up our last running back. Because he's not on this list, and I would be more than happy to tell you why he's not on this list. I'm talking about ETN. Okay. ETN, oh. um, out for the year last year with a Liz Frank injury, if I'm not yes. mistaken. And he is on pace to start week one. Yep. And James Robinson is still recovering. Well, yes, one, that's a crazy recovery, but from everything I've heard, he's healed from, from that injury. He's okay. ready to so go. So where do you see ETN? I see ETN. I think it's the big question mark, but I see him in a Debo Samuels type role, which could put him anywhere from top 12 to top five. 
Like if you if we look back at the end of the season next year and we see ETN at RB five, I would not be surprised. I don't think he hits top five. I think his ceiling could be eight. I think. Mm. Yeah, I would really not be surprised ceiling, if you say ceiling eight. I really, I'd be surprised if he cracks the top twelve. Really? Okay. So why? Wow. With that off, with that offense, I mean, think of what they did last year. Well, okay, they but you can't look at last. Okay, don't don't bring up last year when this is a completely different football team. This is Not a completely, completely different. different football team. What they actually have? have they actually have a decent offensive line now. So they shored up their guard spot and their center spot. Okay, you have the connections the between part, yeah. Etn and Lawrence already. Now you actually have a head football coach, not Urban Dance on yeah, My Lap Myers. That is true. Okay. That is true. They do. You have actually a have a good coach in, in Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson took uh, Wentz during his MVP year and coached alongside him. So I see a spectacular recovery coming from Trevor Lawrence. Can I? Which will directly lead to ETN's success. And I see ETN in a Debo Samuel type role. I'm not going to. going to be. Point. I'm not going to disagree, but can I throw a counterpoint? Throw, play devil's advocate. Do it. So here's here's the one concern I have, and it's how Doug Peterson uses players. And I think we had this issue with Wentz, where it's you were they changed the offense into an RPO system for Nick Foles, and we're all like, why aren't you doing that for Carson Wentz? Mm-hmm. And and then you realize, oh, that that system kind of left when Frank Wright went become uh, went to become the head coach of the Colts, right? And I think if it doesn't work the way you think it will, I think it's because Doug Pearson just doesn't know how to use the talents that he has, or well, at well, least make it easy. That. Here's the totally difference possible. of rosters. So you're coming from the Eagles, where you have Sanders, Boston Scott. And forgive me, what's the third? Jordan Uh, Howard. Jordan Howard, yep. So you're coming from that where you have three legitimate high-end RB2, low-end RB1 potentials, which is why he used them that way. Now, right or wrong, it was wrong. You don't have that in Jacksonville. You only have ETN. Who who else is he going to put in that? Snoop Connor? He's going to use Snoop Connor? Like how he used Boston Scott and Jordan Howard? The only person he has is ETN. Well, so you think it's like Robinson when he gets healthy. You you think like a James Robinson for a couple of weeks, but do you think we're in another James Robinson situation that it's like, no matter what, he's going to get the volume to be relevant. I, I think yes at first, but I think with that volume, he's going to blow up. It's not just going to be because he has so much volume and he's doing more than everyone else. I think he's going to be electric because it's kind of like the Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow effect of you get players who had really strong chemistry already. You put them on the same team in a good position with high volume and they're going to produce. This is going to be the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow effect in Jacksonville. And on top of that, you have a better defense. I like their offense already. It was honestly just Trevor Lawrence having really, really bad time with the offensive line, which they've improved, and then not having the development or being as ready to start that freshman year. 
he he has you know, definitely developed over the last year. And he looked really good week week eighteen though. That's I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be electric this year, which is going to feed into Travis Etienne or tra- is it Travis Etienne? Yeah, Travis Etienne. He's, which is going to lead into Travis Etienne's success. That is my prediction. Okay. I, I, I can get on board with that. I'll go along with you on that. The Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow effect. That's what oh, we're see. all going to be calling it. So, in that case, I think this is a perfect segue because I think we've talked about everyone, right? We yeah, didn't I think miss that's one. everyone. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. It's bus sleeper and lock time. Oh, yeah. All right. Who's your oh, bust? Oh, my gosh. Oh, don't. Oh, gosh. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'll, I'll start it off. I think he's. Clyde I'll be honest. Oh, okay. 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 For me, it's James Conner. I mean, a lot of the off wow. mentioned. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say James Conner. Okay. What no. I see as a bust is somebody who's inside the top 20 right now falling outside of the top 20. Okay. And that's why it's CEH. For me. Well, actually, I don't know if CEH was. CEH wasn't was even in the top 20. I think it was close. Yeah, he was close, but I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you he why. I think CEH will be kind of relevant. Yeah, he's, did anyone he's realize? Bus, but... Did anyone realize that he dropped to one sixty and had gallbladder surgery last year? Hmm. It got resurfaced, and I was like, "Wait, when did oh, this and happen?" Leonard Fournette. So for my falling outside of the top twenty, I could see Leonard Fournette falling outside of the top twenty. All right, I yeah. had James Conner, uh, Ethan with Fournette. Ryan, who are we picking? CEH or Fournette? CEH, definitely. Fournette, I I would agree on. I would agree on. Okay. All right, everybody. Consensus Fournette bust. Sleeper. I have two echelons, though, because Eckler's my sleeper to be the number one running back in the NFL. I would get, honestly, I would consider him as a lock. Um, Yeah. Because so, sleeper, sleeper for me is DeAndre. Okay. DeAndre Swift? Okay. He's my my sleeper's got to be ETN. He's ranked 17. Yeah. E- I think I, he's going to e- be Ethan, you're, yeah, you're emotionally obligated to. Uh, yeah, I, I can't at this point go away from ETN. ETN's my sleeper. Right. Um, he could be RB5. Let me tell you, it was uh, kind of spoiled by Alex, but I'll say JK. Oh, okay. And the, the reason why I like is, it. They multiple tight ends, Hollywood gone, but that offense needs a good running back. And I think you did, you saw it to where if no one believed, like if they needed people to realize, oh, you need to bring everybody into the box, and that's where the passing game will work. And I think with JK, though, you will get a lot more um, work in the passing game with him, but he is one of the He's such an explosive runner, and I'm hoping if he's healthy, he's top 15 for me. Okay, I like it. All right, so we had JK, ETN. And DeAndre Swift. Oh, yeah, Swift. All right, guys. Who is your lock? Ryan may be more right about the sleepers than me and you, Josh, but that's okay. I'll take that L. Yeah, (laughs) I agree with that. Ryan, who's your lock? Okay. Can, Lock can I th- is definitely, I think, Austin Eckler. And I want to say yeah. mix. Eckler. Look, I was about to say, you we all may agree, not agree on mix. We all agree on I, Eckler. I 
we all agree on Eckler, so let's not include Eckler. <laughs> if you could pick, if you Nixon for me, Ethan. Okay. Lock for what? Um, let's say top clarify 10. top ten. Nick Chubb. Mm, Nick Chubb. What? Nick Chubb. Wow. Okay. I don't. Um. So. All right. Look, JT would be just a cheat. We already said Eckler doesn't count because we all agree on Eckler. And if you say Najee Harris, I stop. am. Not, I am not Go saying home. Najee Harris. Give me the King, King Henry, baby. Oh, he, he's back, Henry. I love right. the take. All right. I love that take. Dang. Okay. King Henry, lock for top 10. I think you can make an a- argument for uh, Aaron Jones as well. Oh, yeah. Dang it, man. Ah, there's there's going to be so many good running backs this year. I'm so excited for fantasy next year. Can I just oh, tell you? It's going to be so much fun. Um, guys. Man. Well, here's the big thing, and this will kind of – uh, time up the the uh one stat so for so you say Nick Chubb can't be top 10 five and a half yards per carry it's the passing work and I think a lot more people are going to get passing work I think he gets included I think more in the passing work See, five that, and a half yards per carry and more passing touches top 10 running back yeah so guys we are a hundred less than a hundred days away from the NFL season starting. Oh. So what, what that means is you're going to hear more from us during, especially over this remaining course of the off season. Next week, we are going to have the receivers and we have a special guest on that we cannot wait uh, for you to see, um, which, I mean, we can announce it if you want, but it's our league champion. Yeah. The champ. Big man himself. The champ, the champ is coming. Big Stay Baldy. tuned. Yep. And we Captain are- Baldy. And we are going to be talking about the receivers of last year. And there, that's going to be a whole fun conversation in of itself. Oh, yeah. As again, we do uh, want to thank you all for watching again, the last place fantasy football podcast. Uh, don't forget to hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, check us out on anchor, Apple, Spotify, along with YouTube, obviously, but I am Josh. That is Ethan. And that is Ryan. And we will see y'all next week. Bye.